Welcome to Aphesis Church Podcast Channel. If you're in Columbia, South Carolina area, we would love to get to know you better and for you to experience what Aphesis is all about. If you would like more information about us, please visit our website at aphesischurch.com. It is our prayer that this message truly speaks to you. God bless. Amen. So I'm going to try something a little different tonight. Um, as youth pastor, I try to incorporate some kind of activity, and I'm going to try that tonight. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to name off some things, and then if you know you have it on you, you can raise your hand, or you can look for it if you, if you want to. So, chapstick. Nice. All right, what about a, a knife, a pocket knife? We got a couple. Nice. How about a handkerchief or like a bandana? Yep. Face mask. Nah, now everybody's got that. An old receipt. Wallet? Phone? What about headphones? Nice. Hand sanitizer. A pen? Notebook? You got all that. A marker of some sort. Sharpie, something like that. Okay. Keys. Now this one's kind of rare sometimes. A physical Bible. Oh. <laughs> I have a physical application. Oh. A hairbrush or a comb. No, no. Sunglasses? What about a flashlight? All right, now this one's more for me, a snack. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. How about an iPad or a tablet? No. What about a lighter? No. Well... See, and I'll, because I carry lighter, but being in the military, I'm sure the military members know, like when you get those uniforms and strings, are always going everywhere, and the quickest way to get rid of them is, is light them on fire. So, as, as you can see, sometimes we'll go throughout our days, our day, carrying a ton of stuff on us, a ton of stuff on us. Some of, some of the things, if we don't have it, like, our phones or something like that, and we walk away without it, we feel naked without it. Now, now my wife, if she, she says it quite often, if she forgets to put her perfume on before she leaves the house, she feels naked without it. I mean, I don't get it, but, you know, it's whatever. But how each of us, you know, if we leave our phone, it's like we're missing an arm or something. It's like, I don't, I don't know what to do without it. Some of those items we might carry might come in handy at some point throughout the day. Sure, they have points to them. But some of them we're carrying around and you don't even realize you're carrying it. You don't even realize you have it. Sometimes we just carry things and grab them just out of habit, not even realize that we have it. Or we have it on us and we're just too lazy to take it out of our bag, purse, wallet, whatever it is, like the receipts. Or we're just happy carrying it around, regardless if we're going to use it or not. I just want to carry it. 
we're carrying around carrying around for so long we've just gotten used to the added weight of what we're carrying we don't even realize it anymore so this brings me to the title of my message what are you carrying so on multiple occasions whenever we go out shopping my wife will start to complain about how heavy her purse is and it, it, it's heavy and she doesn't feel like carrying anymore so what do we do she says we're gonna put it in the trunk of the car and then once she gives it to me to put in the car I realize that it weighs a thousand pounds because she does not want to take the time to clean her purse out so once I've got the forklift and I've got it in the trunk of the car the next step is she'll want to grab only what she seems what she feels is necessary to have she'll grab her phone keys wallet and then she'll then the next thing is well I don't have any pockets so then she gives it to me and sometimes we can allow ourselves to get weighed down with other people's mess their actions their words if we don't intentionally say no which I've said no before but then I'm saying it while I'm putting it in my pocket I'm not gonna allow this to weigh me down but tonight I want to talk about a few of the common things that we may be carrying that are unnecessary weight how we can get rid of them and what we can carry in their place and so the first step in, in that is identifying what unnecessary weight we might be carrying the first one I want to talk about is guilt mistakes you've made in the past or guilt from current mistakes current slip-ups that you're doing and then unforgiveness it impact unforgiveness in fact impacts us emotionally mentally physically and spiritually not only does unforgiveness drive a wedge between us and the offender but also drives a wedge between us and God not only is the weight of unforgiveness heavy but it can also consume us and it's dangerous it could ultimately lead us to a loss in our walk with God first John 4 and 20 if a man say I love God and he hateth his brother he is a liar for he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen how can he love God whom he hath not seen and this commandment have we hid from or have we from him that he who loveth God love also or love his brother also God equates unforgiveness with love so when we harbor unforgiveness towards someone we're not loving them which is the same as not loving God because it says if you don't love your brother you don't love God worry worry can be very heavy on our lives it can affect our sleeps our sleep our relationships even our mental and physical health especially today nowadays we worry about our jobs our finances which that one's if you've been paying attention to any of pastors past previous messages recently that he's already given us the answer for that 
to have peace about our finances. Just obey God's financial plan. And when you're obeying it, be cheerful. Be a cheerful giver. We also worry about relationships, political decisions that may affect us, the decaying moral standards of the world. Every day it seems like the world's just allowing more and more stuff. Our health, the health of loved ones, especially with COVID going around, or the actions of, or inactions of others. One thing about worrying is it accomplishes absolutely nothing. All it does is weigh us down. It drains us of energy, saps away our strength. It causes us to miss out on the present joys and blessings that God has given us. I want to move on to my next point, how, how to get rid of it. So guilt. When Jesus was ten tempted in the Garden of Gethsemane, he used the word against Satan. We can do the same thing. Our sins of the past are covered under the blood. Psalms 103 and 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. We are new creatures in Christ. Second Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now sometimes we do slip up. I mean, we're human. But when we do slip up, it's like the devil's sitting there just waiting for us. He jumps on us like white on rice. Oh, you've done it now. How can God still love you after you did that? And then more often than not, it's our own minds that speak the doubt. We give in to what the devil's telling us, and then we start to believe it ourselves. However, Paul reminds, helps us to understand in Romans chapter 7 that even though that while there was, has been a true change produced in us by the Holy Spirit, we will nevertheless be tempted to give in to sin at various times throughout our lives. Again, we're only human. He displays guilt when he declares that he is a wretched man. However, this guilt is a godly sorrow. And godly sorrow benefits us because it leads us to repentance and gets us back on the right track. And the Bible says in 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Romans 8 and 1, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So when that heavy weight of guilt tries to creep back up, just pray and ask God to remind us who's you are, who, who do you belong to? Who are you? In Romans 8 and 16, the Spirit himself testifies that our spirit, that we are God's children. 
He is a very present help. All we have to do is reach out for him. He's right there. We don't even have to reach far. Just as close as we think the devil is on us, God's even closer. So unforgiveness. First, we, might, we must quit justifying and continuing in bitterness, anger, and torment. We can rationalize and justify all day on why we won't forgive somebody for whatever they've done to us. But we must remember the cross. Jesus, who was 100% sinless, would have been completely justified at any moment to take care of everyone who was laughing at him, mocked him, beat him, put him on the cross. However, in his dying moments, he instead uttered, in Luke 23, 34, Jesus said, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. We must remember how much God has already forgiven us and covered our sins. There may have been many punishments that we deserved and didn't happen because of his grace. He had forgiven us. The Bible over and over commands us to forgive others. In Matthew 6 and 15, it says, But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. So we must come to an intentional decision and choice to forgive. Because the difference between us and God is that when God forgives, He doesn't remember our sins, our transgressions anymore. He forgets about them. Don't we, don't we wish we all could just forgive and forget? I mean, but it's, we're, we're human. We can't, we can't do that. So oftentimes, our forgiveness is a repeated process over and over. We have to continue to forgive. And each person and situation that we come to is unique. Matthew 18 and 21. Then Peter said, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? Jesus replied, no. Not seven times, but 70 times seven. So a lot. I ain't going to try to do math. In studying, I've, I read a couple quotes that say, forgiveness in its essence is a decision made on the inside to refuse to live in the past. Now, it doesn't say to deny the pain or change the past, but it's to break the cycle of bitterness that binds you to the wounds of yesterday. Worry. First, we can acknowledge that all those things that we just mentioned earlier are valid things to be concerned about. I mean, family, finances, jobs. It's, it's completely justified to worry. But there's a difference between being concerned and being worried. Worry dwells in the mind, consumes your thought. Concern is a call to action. 
So I want to use the example of a parent being concerned about their child's grades. If, a kid, if your child has bad grades, you don't just sit around and think about it and just worry like, I hope their grades get better. No, you, you address it. You address the issue at hand and put a plan of action in place. The second thing we can do is acknowledge that a lot of these things that we worry about are completely out of our control. After we have done that, we can do, and we can't do anything else on our end, it's time to frog. Has anybody heard the term frog? Has any ever, everybody, anyone been to the, the frozen yogurt plate sweet, sweet frog? I think when we go, last, was last year I realized this? I don't know, a while ago we went. But Olivia loves this place. That's probably one of her, her favorite places to go. And then when we were there last time, I, I, we learned that it's actually a Christian establishment. The frog part of their name stands for fully rely on God. So... If we realize that we, we have no control over the situation, worrying does nothing, we just need to fully rely on God Amen. and do what we, we can do to make the situations better. Prayer. The energy we spend worrying can be put to much better use in prayer. 1 Peter 5 and 7. Casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. So he cares about you, and he wants to hear your, your problems. I mean, he knows them, but he wants you to give them over to him. The first half of Hebrews chapter 12 talks about God's discipline proves his love towards us. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness... Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us or trip us up. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Well, we may not have been intentionally carrying these weights around us day after day. We must be intentional with laying them down. Which brings me to the, my last point. What should we be carrying? So instead of guilt, peace. When you trust the Lord's grace and forgiveness, even when the enemy throws darts of condemnation at you, you can know true peace. Confidence. God's word is true and he is faithful. He will never leave you nor forsake you, even in your moments of weakness. Instead of unforgiveness, freedom. The heavy weight is lifted and you're able to live in the present. Blessings for obeying God when he tells you to, unfor to forgive people. Luke eleven twenty eight. Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it to practice. Healing, the choice to forgive someone who has hurt you is the first step towards healing. And forgiveness is a free gift 
not only that you receive from God, but you give. And if you want to receive it from God, you need to give it to others. A Christ-like mind, you will, you are now more than ever like Jesus Christ when you forgive someone. Worry. Instead of worry, trust. When we replace worry with prayer, we get trust. Trust in God that He's going to take care of the situation. Isaiah 41 and 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. And then Jesus tells us in Matthew 11 and 28, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Whenever you turn your worry over to God, you can rest peacefully, knowing the situation is going to be taken care of. Matthew 6 and 25, that is why I will, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you didn't have enough food or drink or clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? God's going to give you what you need, so don't worry about it. Now, he's going to give you what you need, not necessarily what you want. And then Matthew 6 and 33, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Let's go ahead and stand. So we need to take the time to go through our pockets, bags, purses, or whatever it is that you're carrying and do an inventory. We need to see and know what we are carrying. Now while there are things that we have to carry, burdens we have to bear, but on the other side, but we may be carrying things that we were never supposed to carry to begin with. What is it adding? It's adding unnecessary weight. Just like with, in the physical, carrying too much weight, it'll hurt you physically, your back, your knees, whatever it is. It's no different spiritually. If you're carrying too much weight, weight you were never intended to carry, it's going to hurt you spiritually. It's going to slow you down. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, help us to look at what it is we are carrying. While there are weights that we have to carry, Help us to identify the unnecessary weight. What is it that is hindering our walk with you, God? What is it that's slowing us down? If it is the weight of guilt, help us to put it down and pick up peace. Peace in knowing that our past mistakes are forgiven. Peace in knowing that you are faithful to forgive us when we fall and have godly sorrow. If it is weight of unforgiveness, help us to forgive our offenders as you have forgiven us. Let's pick up freedom, freedom spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. If it is the weight of worry, 
then help us put it down and pick up trust. Trust that whatever comes our way, that you, God, have it under control. That it may not, it may be out of our control, but nothing, nothing is out of your control. Lord, if we have a bad day at work, help us not to carry it into the next day. Instead, we need to lay it at your feet in prayer. Help us, God. We want to be more like you. Help us to be obedient to your word. And thank you for the yoke you offer for us to carry is light compared to the weight of this world. Thank you, God, for being a very present help as you are as close as the mention of your name, Lord. Lord, we thank you again for this time together, gathered in your name. Help us, keep us safe through the remainder of this week, and bring us back together again this Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen. If you were encouraged by this message, and you would like to connect with Ephesus Church, or you would like to get in contact with the leadership of this church, please visit ephesuschurch.com. Thank you for being a part.